The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, except that they are fun, encouraging, goofy, and make you smile. And if you could have those things going on, your life is a little bit better. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Five, four, three, two. Okay. And then life lessons for our faith that we could actually use? Probably won't, but we can if we decide to be doers of the word and not just hearers of the word. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Great question. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Living this life, not Welcome to the David Spoon Experience. Local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We're giving you the key to the show before we get going. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Have you ever gone through an experience... And maybe you got just a little upset, and then maybe instead of just bringing it down a notch, you took it up a notch. Oh, no. Have I lost my salvation? No. But did you have a moment where you had to have self-control? Yes. We're talking about that part of it. We're talking about it as brothers and sisters in the Lord. It's pretty simple. Our group here is a Christian fellowship. I'm not your pastor. I'm your big brother or your small brother if you're nine foot six. Bottom line to the process is we want to encourage one another as we see the day approaching where the Lord returns. So let's strengthen one another. Let's lift up one another. Let's build up the body of the Lord Jesus Christ and honor him by loving one another. Very simple way to get in touch with us. If you have a, a thought... Well, you probably have more than a thought. A comment, an opinion, a question. If you have a praise report or a prayer request, we'll do Bible trivia in the next segment. If you have an answer to Bible trivia, all you got to do is reach out to us. You call 972-445-0770. You will not receive a shock when you make that call. 972-445-0770. When you do make that call, Amazing Jen will answer the phone and your whole day will be brighter. Woo! There you go. That's pretty good. You can also text us during the show, 214-210-8483. 
That's 214-210-8483. And then you can also email David at hemustincrease.org. That's David at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to our website, which we want you to check out. We always tell you what's going on financially and otherwise. Could use a little help. Check out the site. There's also the book there, hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okay, a couple things to tell you right off the bat. This is really funny about the website. So our very, very, very good friend Eric was driving in, I'm just assuming some part of Dallas, and he came across a picture, and it reminded him of Brother Ace. So we t- he sent me the picture. I asked him to send me the picture. I took the picture, put it up on the website. So there's a, something there. So, Brother Ace, if you're listening, you got to check out the website. But there's a little picture, and, and it's uh, under the picture it says, Our, our Friend Ace. <laughs> that's how we roll. That's, that's what we do. Why? Why not? That's uh, all we have to say about that. Uh, check out the website also for the book. That's doing pretty good. We've actually cleaned it up just a little bit more. You know, I gave Don, the owner of the station, a copy, but I gave him one of the first five copies. So one day when the book sells more than like 20, uh, he'll have one of the uh, more original ones. But now, I will just tell you now, the book electronically and print-wise, it's about 99.999% done, like perfect. Okay, so now I can't use it's a lousy it's a lousy job writing it. Now I just have to say it's just a lousy book. (laughs) So I have to change how I do that. All right, let's get right into our Matthew text. I don't think we forgot anything. We're just going to roll into it. We are in Matthew. This is a superb part that is undertaught. I mean, at levels I can't even I can't even share with you how undertaught this portion is. This is right after Jesus makes his uh, proclamation and he he tells people repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. It has arrived. It is here. The kingdom is manifest in Jesus Christ. He's bringing the reign of God into people's lives. His repent message is the same as John the Baptist. It's the same as Peter's. It's the same as Paul's. It's the same first message. Everybody talking about things Jesus says it's amazing that people aren't syncing together the first message from everybody in the new testament is repent change change your thinking change your direction as he's walking here's what it says this is in matthew chapter 4 verse 18 as he's walking along the sea of galilee he saw two brothers simon who was called peter and his brother andrew They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for men, fish for people. Here's what I want you to back up to. This Matthew 4 text, Matthew 4, verse 18, is after, listen to what I'm saying, after John chapter 1. This portion here in Matthew 4 is after John chapter 1. Originally, Andrew, who is P- uh, is Peter's brother, he was following John the Baptist and then kind of moved over towards Jesus. And then Andrew grabs his brother Peter and brings him to Jesus. That's in John chapter 1. So originally, Andrew, kind of the, uh, well, we always say it, but we try and say it nice. He's the brother that didn't get as much press. 
Anyway, he's the one that was following John the Baptist. He turns, he starts following Jesus. This point right here is after that, okay? And there's something I want to say about this, which is so important. I cannot stress the level of importance. He was walking along the Sea of Galilee. He saw the two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and his brother, Andrew. Jesus, in making his call to disciples, in calling certain groups of people, has often, or you see often, because you have Andrew and Peter, James and John, also brothers, he calls the brothers together. Now, why is that important, or what does that matter? It's important because Jesus understands brotherhood loyalty. And remember, he's about to create a new family, okay? It's not going to be Jew. It's not going to be Gentile. It's going to be Christian, which is what Ephesians 2 and 3 is all about, uh, creating one new man out of the two, out of the Jew, out of the Gentile, one new man, Christian. That's what it's talking about. And the bottom line in that process is he calls the brothers together. Why? Because they're committed together. They can strengthen one another. They can encourage one another. I, I find this particularly appealing because the Lord called my brother, Billy, and then through Billy, I was introduced to Jesus. And it's just like, I, I know exactly what they're talking about. I've lived this process right here. And this has happened for many people. Not everybody. Don't get the wrong idea. But I do want you to see it because it just doesn't get discussed. When Jesus put together his 12, there's a couple groups of brothers there. There's instant loyalty. And of that, Peter, James, and John, these the, the closest four, the closest three of the twelve, they're two sets of brothers. It's an amazing, like, wow, that's kind of cool. And the idea behind that, and also they had the same industry. But the amazing part about this is that he calls the brothers together. They come together. And so the one brother introduces, Andrew introduces Peter. And like I said, Andrew. He's there, he's just not getting the press that, that Peter's getting. And James and John really, you know, kind of emerge into it, their own process. So you have Peter, James, and John. And what I want you to see is the family component of the mind of God. The church is often thought of as a body, and that is the number one image. And it is not only pictured as a body, it actually is a body by the way that it's declared in Scripture. But this, the, and the church is also discussed as a building because we have foundations, uh, the cornerstone, uh, the, so building upon that. But the church is also identified as a family. And if you look in First uh, Timothy, I think it's chapter, f the end of four, the beginning of five. No, I think pretty sure it's the beginning of five, where he talks about Timothy treating older men like a father, younger men like brothers, older women as mothers and younger women as sisters. You get to see the family picture that God is trying to create and design amongst all of us to for us to grasp as close as you are to some of your family members. That's the close level that Jesus wants of his disciples. By this shall all men know you are my disciples, by your love one for another. The way that we connect and the way that we communicate and the way that we support and the way that we stand by one another is a witness to the world. And God 
is watching our witness. Just to let you know. Okay. All right. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience is now run by He Must Increase Ministry. What this means is that we are no longer operating as a regular business, but as a nonprofit ministry that is devoted to increasing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, the wounded and forgotten believers, and the not yet believers through biblical truths. We are funded by listeners like yourselves and ministry partners that want to provide sponsorships for the show. Your donations are 100% tax deductible. And the great news is, if you donate to our ministry and help us advance the kingdom of God, we won't give you a thing. That's right, you'll get no special prize or gimmick. You won't ever get an anointed Bible or penny in acrylic so that you're never penniless or a guarantee that you'll become rich just because you gave. Your giving will support our unique idea of biblical encouragement. And what you'll receive is a receipt for your giving at the end of the year. It's all about sowing and reaping. Cast your bread upon the water and it will return to you. And if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But you'll be laying up treasures in heaven. And that's the most excellent place to receive the best return for the longest time on your investment. What happens if you don't give? Nothing except more commercials like this one. Let's spare everyone from more commercials like this one. Go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. And give if you're led to and if you're able to. Let's keep the show going and help increase its time and reach. You must like this show a little bit because, after all, you're hearing this commercial, right? Thank you. The David Spoon Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome to the show, uh, very proudly and honorably, uh, Roma Downey and Mark Burnett, two people who have spearheaded uh, the miniseries, the epic miniseries, The Bible, which I think we've talked about on this show 900 times, because it is an incredible series. Uh, and I just want to say welcome to both of you. Thank you for joining us here. Thank you so much. We're now on the David Spoon Experience. Yeah, I mean, I mean that in a quarter, and you still can't uh, make a phone call. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Love it. That's a great line, and people should recognize that. It is the truth that sets us free. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Oh, you can just go on and on and on for that. That's great work. Uh, let us, uh, let us, let's be aware of what the first Bible trivia question is. Here you go. True or false? Gives you a 50-50 shot right there. After Jesus died, there was an earthquake in Jerusalem. True 
or false? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That simple. Let's do our brief DNA. We'll just uh, step into it real fast. want people to keep this in mind. D, ready? ready? D stands for close, draw closer to the Lord daily. Because if you do that, you'll be able to speak. <laughs> that's, my, that's my theory there. I was there. trying not to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr., personal friend of mine. Uh, N, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. That's probably the most important part of our DNA is the A element in the sense of you are sensitive to the Lord, to be used by the Lord, but you're also sensitive to other people to be a blessing and to love on them. Thereby, you can love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Thank you. All right. Very uh, straightforward. Al is trying to figure out if this trivia question is a trick question. No, the one after in about two segments will be a trick question. This is not the way I'm doing the trick one, though. True or false, after Jesus died, there was an earthquake in Jerusalem. Or or the earth shook. <laughs> Either way. Uh, again, call it 972 or text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Let's go to the rest of this text. I absolutely, positively love this. By the way, got to check out that picture of Ace <laughs> on the website. That was a good job, Eric. That was a really good job. All right, here we go. So it says this. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for men. Hmm. What I want you to understand is something very Oh, I gotta say this really carefully. R- really cool in ministry. So we're gonna take this call. Somebody will answer this trivia, and then I just want to show you this little thing that is mostly true in regards to how the Lord brings you into ministry when you're trying to get in, uh, in whatever capacity. I'm not talking professional minister. There are no professional ministers. Everybody is a subservient to Jesus. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia? Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, this is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. I'm so glad to hear you call. Now, I'm just going to tell you, on the website... There's a little tribute to you. <laughs> there's well, uh, there's a picture. I, I have to pass it on, you know. So <laughs> you gonna you got Have you seen it yet? You haven't seen it yet, have you? No, uh, I, I haven't been to your website. I need to go there to give me a little money to help you through this uh, little valley. <laughs> that <laughs> well, that's good. That's how I get you to give money, is I do stuff like that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's fair enough. Amanda, man, I preach the gospel or make his living from the gospel, so ain't nothing wrong with that. Amen, brother. Amen. All right, let me get you to answer the question first, and then I want to bring up something that you did that was wonderful. So let's take, take care of this first. True or false, after Jesus died, there was an earthquake in Jerusalem. Amen, that's true. That is true. That is right. You are a winner. 
I would send you, I'd send you a rubber duck, but we don't have any. So I can't, I can't do that. And then let me, let me point out something that you did wonderful. I just want to give you a compliment. You uh, really did pick up on uh, – Joanne was sharing that story, and you're one of the few people that really picked up on that there was some real deep – tragedy that was going on and she you know i I don't say anything because i have to be careful but she texted and said that in the future she's going to share a little bit more and we'll leave that for that but just think about the level of prayer that we need to step it up for her in regards to going through that kind of a struggle just to honor the lord yeah amen i I had to be shut out by your your mate uh, is a very i'm Yep. For the reason it was, it's terrible. Yep, yep, but, uh, and and we have to step it up that much more. We're praying for Cordelia and for Joanne. you got to just pray that much harder, that much more commitment. Amen. Hey, uh, listen, uh, the guys that rose up from the dead now, let's, can you go out real quickly? I mean, uh, they were dead, and they were alive, then they died, then they came alive, and they had to die again. Then they probably were going to heaven, so they have to get up out of the grave again. Uh, you got an explanation for all that? That's so simple. Yeah, no, there's nothing simple on that passage. It's so funny you brought that up because I was thinking about there's probably probably about 12 to 20, uh, I guess it depends on who you're talking to, passages that are just like, what? Because <laughs> you're just like, you're literally trying to go, I, I don't get how this happened. So there was a que- there's some question in the theology of it, just so you can know. So there was the earthquake, the people rose. There's some question as to whether they rose uh, physically or were more spiritual in nature, and then if they were spiritual in nature, they ascend. Or And it's like there's a big, like, nobody's sure, because there, it only gives you one verse and it doesn't give you all the details. And you're just sitting there going, wait, wait. And those are the but kind of things that— The people there in Jerusalem saw them. Yep, yep. They, but we don't know in what, in what configuration. And to give you an idea how important that is, when the Bible talks about angels in, in Hebrews, it says that we've entertained angels unaware, which means they're in human form, but we didn't know that. And so there's some of these questions you're like, like, well, wait, what do you mean they were in human form? They were angels and we didn't know they were people, so they look like people? How does that work? And so then you you start going down that road. And those are the things where I yield them to the Deuteronomy text, which says the secret things belongeth unto the Lord, but the things that are revealed are for your, are for your understanding. It's like, I don't get it. <laughs> just God bless you guys. Appreciate your love, and I'll I will get on the website today. And yeah, you got to check it out. You love yeah. it, okay? okay? All right, I will do. Thank you very much. All right, bye-bye. God bless you, brother. All right, bye bye. <laughs> it's so funny because I was just thinking about. Is that the weirdest thing? I was just thinking about that as I was doing the the final prep on the show about that one passage where they all rose, and I'm like, yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> Think, Dave, you're supposed to know everything. <laughs> I got about uh, 30 people I can have you meet and spend five minutes with, and they will all affirm and confirm I don't know everything, every one of them. All right, let's go back to the text. So uh, as they were uh, they were casting a net, this is Andrew and Peter, his brother Andrew, they were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for men. Here's something about God that people don't, uh, I don't think that you, we make the connection. The Lord... Watch this. I know you're going to be amazed. He knows what you like. No, I mean, he knows what you like. You might be thinking, oh, they, they're fishermen. They didn't want to be fishermen. How do you know that? What if they loved fishing? What if they loved being fishermen? You don't know if they didn't like it. 
You, we don't have any idea. What we know is that they did it. I mean, they could have done any source of labor in, in, in different contexts. Maybe they loved it. Maybe it's family business in the context that they really enjoyed it. They want to perpetuate the family. I don't know. But the Lord takes what we have either talents, gifts, or insights or wisdom in and uses those for his kingdom building. So you might be somebody that's really good at teaching, or you might be somebody who's really good in the medical realm, or you might be somebody who's really good at figuring out processes, whatever it is. That's a lot of the arena that God will either bring you into or have you offer your insight in. Does it happen all the time? No, but it does happen. So my brother, who's a musician before he gets saved, gets saved— And now he's not only writing songs, but he loves music so much. He produces albums. He he helps new stars emerge up. He's taken a back seat so that they can be propped, kind of like Andrew. Uh, It's just and he uses the talent and the loves and the things that people have, and he brings them into the kingdom that way. So you might be a person that I love to teach uh, young people. I love to teach older people. I love to have Bible studies. I love to have prayer groups. I love to have all that stuff. It's a part of you, and it's inside of you. The Lord knows what you like. He knows what you're connected to. He knows what you like to put your hands to. And if you'll make yourself available, he'll allow you to do that in his kingdom when there's that connection and that fit. And I think what people think is, well, you got to be a professional minister to be a minister. And I've mentioned this before, and it is one of the greatest statements, but there was a, a gentleman and his job uh, had more to do, uh, actually, there's two of them. So let me use the, the second one. There's, his job had more to do with plumbing. And, uh, and the idea behind that was, oh, you're a plumber. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm a missionary for God, and I do plumbing while I'm being a missionary. <laughs> you see how he thought about it? He thinks of himself first as a minister of the gospel. And this, see, because in our country, what do we do? We identify by what we do. Hi, my name's Dave. I'm a radio host. Hi, my name's John. I'm an insurance salesman. That's how we. That's what we do in our country. And this guy was, hi, I'm a missionary for Jesus Christ. Really? Yep, that's what I do everywhere I go, no matter where I am. <laughs> it's like that's that's the right mindset. That's the right heart. I, I, and I, I help fix things. <laughs> it's like great. That's the spirit that we want to have. And so these guys were fishermen. They knew fishing. They knew what that meant. And they knew what the call meant because they knew all about fishing. And Jesus is like, I'm going to make you guys fish for people. What do you think? And they're like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. We get that part. That's how the Lord works with people. Everything's a partnership with God. If you haven't figured that out yet, at some point as you draw closer, you will. All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple. And there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. 
You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. But it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? You get into the Word of God and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you, it must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I've went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's a, that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will And if you don't, you won't hear them. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me.